If you would please stand. Our scripture passage this morning is out of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6. In your pew Bible, it's page 1,823. If you'd like to turn there. Pew Bible, page 1,823. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 19. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, Put on the whole armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, that you may may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of grace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, being alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also that whenever we open our mouths, words will be given so that we will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Well, we're making a little bit of a transition today. It's all still part in the backpack series, but kind of like, um, maybe I should say season two. All of this fits together, so it's going to, at this point, we're, we're going to be, we have three different seasons. One's the backpack series, the other's going to be this, the armor of God, and then next we're going to move into the fruit of the Spirit, which I'm going to be teaching the weapons of warfare. So we had to start with our backpacks so that we can kind of work on the process of emptying things out first, because we got stuff that we need to put in. But let me ask you guys a question. How many enjoy getting up and getting ready for the day? I know, BB, I'm so impressed. <laughs> Me, not so much. But it is, at points it's kind of trying, you know, because, and then some of us, it's like, you know, it, it could be whatever's going on that day, right? If it's going to be a good day, or if it has the potential to be a good day, it's like, eh, it's not so bad, I'll get up and get a cup of coffee and enjoy myself. Most days isn't like that for some of us. But, if we think about getting ready for the day. <clears throat> I think about different, um, even the different um, career paths and all that my life has taken. Get up in the morning, get a cup of coffee, get to kind of get things started, get things going. Um, but then I think of some, some other career paths, like law enforcement, for example. Not only are you getting up and you're not grabbing your coffee, but you're grabbing everything you need to go do your job. Everything. Because they're preparing 
They're preparing physically, preparing mentally. Jobs that I've had, I've had to get up and prepare more mentally than physically because it wasn't that hard to get in the car and drive to work. But I do that. But some of the things that go on in our lives and that we're facing in our lives, we get up in the morning and we know what's going on in the day, right? We know what decisions need to be made or circumstances that we're going to have to face. Situations, people, right? The things that we need to face. So we grab our backpacks, right? And depending on how late it is, we're running around, we're grabbing everything that we need. So, oh yeah, I need my phone, got to take, make sure I get my phone. And, oh yeah, got to have coffee. Got to have coffee. Have just a quick break, and I know this is a commercial break. Have I told you guys about this cup? About my mug yet? Okay, I got to do that today. It's really, really important. But anyway, you get your coffee. Then you're rushing around, you're like, oh yeah, 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 I forgot my key. Got to get my keys, got to get my keys. How many times have those been left? Yeah, so you get your keys and you get those, and then you're like, oh yeah, you know, I've got this situation I'm going to deal with at work today, and I can't forget my worry. Right? Or, I've got so many questions about what's going on, and why did this person do this, or why did they say it, or why is this situation happening in my life, so I've got to take my worry and my questions. Any kind of bitterness I might have, I can't forget that don't we? As a matter of fact, we wake up in the mornings. That's already packed. It's the keys we're looking for. It's the phone we're looking for. And it's like, you know what? Just so that I can make it through the morning and have some type of sanity in my drive to work, I got to have the coffee. So we have set ourselves up from the very beginning to be prepared, quote-unquote, for the day. Does that ring true with anybody else? Because it does for me. And there are things that I'm in the process of dropping by the wayside. This passage that I read this morning out of Ephesians totally gives us a great understanding of really what we're up against. You see, the battles that we step into in the day isn't about people. It's not about people. It's not about flesh and blood because the Bible tells us we don't fight against flesh and blood. Yeah, well, you didn't hear what so-and-so said to me at work the other day. That is an arrow. That's an arrow. That's not the person. So what do we have to collect and what should we collect in the morning to prepare us for the day? What should we fill our backpacks with? Put your armor on. Put your armor on. I can't imagine one of our young men that's going to step out on the football field with its shoulder pads loose or not having them. That's all right, coach. I got this one. <laughs> really? I'll see you after the first play, probably on your back somewhere on a stretcher. But see, we approach our life like these don't exist.
rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, evil forces that are in the heavenly realms. We don't think about those things. At points, spiritually, we're too busy down here figuring out strategies and ways to deal with this person or this situation or how to muster up enough hope to get through the situation that's in front of us. And that's not where we're supposed to be. We've gotten too used to getting up in the morning and making sure we have all of the physical needs and the negative spiritual things in our backpacks that we don't think about all of the spiritual things that we have at our disposal. And that makes tough days. But we've talked before about our boulders and how we choose to be anxious quicker than we choose to be at peace. Because at points we really don't know what it means to be at peace. We don't know what that feels like. And we need to get to that point. That's the invitation. God is looking to take us from where we were to our new creation self. Worry has passed away. Peace has come. Chaos is an attack, yes. Shield of faith quenches that dart because behind that shield of faith is the armor that we're wearing, which is the gospel of peace. But we are not used to flowing or living in that mindset. And that's why it's so important to understand, and we've talked about this before, that we have the mind of Christ. So as we move forward in in this part of the series, the armor of God, what we're going to talk about first is the helmet of salvation. I know that's not listed first. The belt of truth is. And that's because you need to stand on what's true before anything else. But the helmet of salvation is what we're going to talk about first. Because so much of what we're dealing with is the battle of the mind. The attacks that come in. When you least expect it, you're sitting down, you're having lunch, someone walks in, they give you a piece of news, and all of a sudden, boom, man, we're off and running 10 miles down the way without even knowing what is the reality of what's being said. But we are so ingrained in thinking this direction that our head is not covered, it's not protected, because we haven't put on the helmet. Church, this is not you. Bitterness, hurt, fear, questions, worry, anxiety. That, that's not you. That's not what you're supposed to pick up in the morning. That's not what you're supposed to own. This isn't yours. This is. That's yours. That's what you wear. That's what you've been given. That's what Jesus died for. That. That's what protects you. It's the salvation that has covered you. And I've said a time and time again, salvation is not just your eternal soul being in heaven. Salvation is being saved from the attacks of the enemy every day. 
that he has that power, that he has given that to you, strap it on. So as we go through this series and this part of the the series as a whole, what we're going to talk about is not just what these are, what the pieces of the armor are. We're going to talk about how to put them on. We're going to talk about why you have them. How to put it on, how it's used. Now in this passage in Ephesians, a lot of these things that we talk about here are defensive. Shield, helmet, breastplate, feet covered, defensive. One thing in here is talked about that's offensive and that's the sword of the spirit. After we finish up this section, we're going to go into the fruits of the spirit. I look at as offensive weapons. Because they are. Because when love runs into hate, love overpowers. When peace comes against chaos, chaos chaos loses every time. But when you're guarded and you're protected and you're wearing what you've been given spiritually, then everything else and every offensive weapon that you have is that much more strong. But we need to settle in our hearts and understand and allow God to just crack open things in our hearts and our spirits that this is ours. And that is to protect your mind. So when the situations come into your life that you don't grab the first thing that you're used to and take off running down that way. Because that is the invitation of the enemy. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I'll show you. Look, and when when this happens, you can do this to that person, and you can say this, and you can put your voice tone that way, and you can have that body language and all that other stuff that's going to pierce the person in front of you so that they will never want a piece of that. And church, that's not what we're called to. That's not what we're called to. Here's my mug. So Julie takes off for a couple days. Thank you, church, for praying with me as I have the children at home. But she took off for a couple days with some of her friends to do some school planning. Comes back home, not 30 minutes before she pulls in the driveway. I'm looking for a birthday present. My birthday's coming up. So I'm looking for a birthday present. I found this journal. And you guys know I, I journal and I love, I love journals and stuff. But I found this journal. It's just awesome. And I, I love the rugged look. I love it's, it's leather and stuff. And you can pick different symbols and stuff to get stamped into the leather. I, I just love it. So I picked this logo. And I'm like, you know what? I like, the, I like this, this, the nautical symbols and stuff. But I really like this one. I'm going to go with that one. So she walks in and she's like, I got you a present. I'm like, awesome. Gives me a mug. It's got the exact same thing on it that I picked for my journal. She didn't know that I was looking for a journal and had no idea. Here's what it says. And so the adventure begins. And so the adventure begins. You see, I know personally that God is moving me into another season of life. I know that. That's part of my prayer request. Oftentimes, 
whatever the Lord is doing in leadership, it flows into the rest of everyone else. True? Throughout the summer, watching the kids play, and you guys know water balloons. If you're standing next to someone that gets hit with the water balloon, what happens to you? You get wet too, right? Somehow I've got this feeling that God's about to drop a big old water balloon on my head. In a very good way. It's a good thing. But church, we need to look at it and understand that, you know what? In our spiritual lives, the adventure is beginning. The next season is beginning. And there's a point in which we need to set aside some of these things. And the Lord will continually reveal to us what needs to be set aside and how to do it. He's faithful with those things. But the point is, is that we need to understand without question who we are. Who we are. So in the morning, are you going to pick up your worry or are you going to pick up your helmet? Right? Are you going to embrace the chaos? Or are you going to grab your sword? Are you going to let the evil and the thoughts and, and circumstances of what other people are doing and saying penetrate your heart? Or are you going to strap on a breastplate that protects you? So much of it comes down to choice. It's our choice. And there's a period of time that we will be learning how to do this. And I'm saying learning, not just here on Sunday mornings, but throughout our week. God, protect my mind. I cannot do this alone. No, you weren't designed to. Just like we also have a point in time when a situation happens and we start thinking this direction, it's at that point we have a choice to go this way or this way. Choose this. Is it easy? No. <laughs> it's not. Partly because we've done this for so long. But when we're able to make a choice and go this direction, that is the self-control from the fruit of the Spirit. That's the self-control. And you're like, Ian, you got to be joking me. I can't control myself when there's a bag of donuts in the house. You expect me to control myself with this? Right? I know. You guys don't understand how real this is. I got a box of Krispy Kreme, or a bag of Krispy Kreme donuts sitting on my fridge, and I'm like, man, I could just tear that thing apart. But I need to choose joy over frustration and irritation. I need to choose peace over anxiety and chaos and worry. Yeah. You do. And even what I'm talking about right now and how hard that that sounds, Paul addresses that. He addresses that with the Philippians. And he's like, I wanted you guys to eat meat and quit drinking milk. Put the baby bottles down and grab a steak. Come on. And church, honestly, that's what we're talking about. This isn't easy. 
We all know the process. A baby goes from milk to pudding of sorts. Some kind of, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I can see the Gerber's bottle and the mixed up peas and all that stuff. I've worn many carrots, I can tell you. But, and we go from that to solid foods to, you know, church, where are we? And we're, we're into solid food. What we're talking about here isn't easy. But we've been called to it. So you know what? Let's hunker down and get this. And we're doing it. We're doing it because, and I know that we're doing it because we're watching so many blessings happen. And God is, is showing himself powerful and strong through the decisions that we're making to leave this stuff behind. And that's exciting. And that's exciting. So, next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about putting armor on as a whole. But we're going to get into the helmet of salvation. And really what that is and what that means for us in our everyday life. And how God is for us. And he's given us these helmets. Custom fit for each one of us. Knowing what we all have going on in our lives and throughout the day. Armor up. Tomorrow morning when you get up, pick up your armor, not your boulders. And sometimes that's going to be a conscious decision to go, oh, that boulder showed up in my backpack in the middle of the day. I've got to put that back down. Yes, that's part of the process of growing and learning. It's part of the process. But God is for us. We can't forget his I wills. I will be there with you. I will answer you when you call. I will. Grab a hold of his faithfulness each moment of every day. Let him show his power in you and through you. We have a lot that is transpiring with the school year starting. All of our health care workers, everybody. Life is different now. As we read about this morning, Ephesians tells us, pray for one another. Church, continue to do that. Pray for one another. Every one of us at some point and in some way is on the front lines. Pray for one another. Support one another. And don't be afraid to call somebody and ask for prayer. You're not in this alone. Unless you choose to be. Father, Lord God, I thank you for everyone that is here, everyone that's, that's come to be with us today. Father, those who have joined us via Internet, all of those things that are transpiring in people's lives and in their hearts, Father, I pray that you lead us. Father, as you always do, lovingly remind us to put our helmet on or tighten up our belt of truth, tighten up our breastplate. But Father, even in the mornings, I ask you to remind us to put our armor on because what we're stepping into is a battle. Not against the people in front of us, but against the principalities and the powers, the forces of darkness who desire to steal, kill, and destroy. Father, strengthen us. God, I pray and I ask you to strengthen us. 
And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.